Welcome to the podcast with Face, Pat, and Tiz. Hey, Faith Robin. You just got off work, Faith? I'm about to say. Yeah, nigga, I just got off work. I remember he said he was going to get off like 15 minutes before we walked, before we started recording. So he was literally, that's I could tell he was still moving. No, true. Yeah, nigga. From one job to the next, what's going on? Y'all niggas yeah. Man, I'm, yeah. I'm alive. There we go, nigga. Hey, boy, God damn. There we go. Man, it's been a week, bro. Glad to hear. Glad to see that bullshit. But we got going in your system quickly. Yeah, it's been a week in, man. Like, that cold shit was already fucking me up. Then I get home Friday. I'm like, ah, right, you know, the wife about to go away for two weeks. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm about to spend the rest of the day with her and and uh little man and we about to kick it. I walk in the door, she puking her brains out. So she's uh-huh. like sick, like puking till probably like seven that evening. I walk in the door at like two. So t- and then I'm helping her pack that night. Then I would go to sleep, wake up, take her to the airport, come back home, get my hair done. Get a little man uh squared away, like play with him and stuff. Then go to bed. I'm like, all right, let me take this medicine. Oh, I'm sitting there wheezing half the night. So I finally go to sleep probably like I, I laid down probably like nine. I probably went to sleep by like one. Uh-huh. Sleeping all right. Next thing I know, woke up four in the morning, go to the bathroom to take a dump. Next thing I know, I started getting hot. Uh. And that watery mouth paused. And after that, it was a wrap. It was coming out of everywhere for the next. Uh, I didn't see I didn't see my son today until around noon. And that was me yelling, asking him to bring me a fresh trash can and another roll of toilet paper. Uh. Yeah, it was ugly in here. I have no idea what the fuck. I don't know whether it was like I didn't. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know whether I got the flu or what, but it ain't COVID. But whatever this shit is, it's kicking my ass. Whew. But we in here, and we's alive. And yeah, we, ginger ale. And we gonna just get up. Yeah, that's what was in this cup right here. I just finished drinking some. Oh yeah. So I've, all I've been doing the rest of the day been just water and ginger ale, bro. That's the only thing I even feel comfortable like taking. Like I'm scared to eat something and then start it all over again. So I'm just like, fuck it. I feel that shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this shit is, but uh, I hope it get the fuck on. Damn right. Then I ain't got no more days off at work, so I gotta go to work. So, um, uh, yeah. But it's gonna be a good Monday. It's a good Sunday. Cause I'm with my bros. We back for another episode. And what's up, guy? 
What's happening? A show with three friends separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. Please join in on them. And as always, I'm one third of the partner. Your boy Tiz. I'm along with the other third of the partners, the Padawan here, and I am along with It's face again. We in this motherfucking place, running this motherfucking race. What's going on, fellas? I ain't making no noise, man. Uh, shout out to you for the uh, inspirational short that seemed to be taken the internet by storm and then drove up our subs. We two away from a thousand, so shout out to you for that. And uh, out there looking like the dude from the, the uh. So what's the little college? You, you ah, doing shit, right? Right? You're sitting on your couch. Might as well get your ass up. Every college is it every college or some shit? The nigga with the hat. Look at you. You're but, sitting there. But that shit is inspiring folks. So shout out to you. <laughs> that, that people you playing video yourself. games all day. You're sitting right here doing shit. You know what I mean? Get your ass up. You might as well read a book. Might as well. Might want to do something with yourself. Shit. Might as well. Company you always want to start it. Go to Everett. Right. Damn right. How y'all week going, man? Man, my work week just ended because I only work on the weekends. I bust them 12. I'll get that shit out of the way. I'm done. So my regular life week will start tomorrow and I'll see how that shit goes. But since last time we spoke, it's been all right. I can't really complain about shit. Um, Talk to the big baby. Uh, well, really, I ain't talked to a text. We text. We text for like five, ten minutes, but that's something. So I gotta be appreciative for what I get. Um, wasn't if it wasn't like negative, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't try to bring no negativity to the conversations, regardless of how I may personally feel about the situation. I try to still attempt to go into it with love and an open heart, and try to be that 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 father that I, I wanted. So I try to continue to do that. Um, on the home front, everything good. Dogs, dog about to come in the heat pretty soon, so should be getting these puppies in the next month or so, and see how that go. Get that money. But that's about me. Money. How y'all fellas doing, man? Man, I'm doing shitty. Uh, life is good. Mm-hmm. Let me start there. Let me not say just shit in there. Just leave that as a blanket statement, but. This has been a rough weekend physically, like I was talking about before we started. Uh, I feel sick as fuck. Uh-huh. So uh, if I sound a little off, you know, uh, if I have to go off camera for a second, you know, I'm here. But it, it, we push it. Uh, but overall, life is good. I say since I talked to y'all, uh, I'm on my meds. They are starting to do their thing. Um, so I'm feeling real numb, which is a great thing. Uh, for me at this moment, um, still struggling with work, but you know, that's going to be what it's going to be. But I do have a plan now to like start the ball rolling on exiting. So like I've started to like figure out what it looks like for us to transfer insurance is over and, and what finances will have to look like on a monthly basis to cover, you know, the basics that I'm covering now, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, we got some things lined up, and I, I can say, like, it feels good to have some things lining up and to be on the way to where I really need to be in order to thrive. You feel me? 
But uh, mm-hmm. overall, life is good. Uh, the wife is doing wonderful now. Uh, the boy is doing great. Uh, football games got canceled because of the hurricane that never happened here in Atlanta. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a little frustration because he had just started to pick up some traction. He had caught five passes at uh, practice and then got moved to a receiver spot. So he was real excited about showing off. So, uh-huh. you know, that slows the momentum up a little bit. But overall, man, life good, man. <clears throat> How you be, Pat? Um, I'm I'm doing good. Uh, I don't got the old job, so I definitely don't got the anxiety attacks. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that I'm tripping over is that the work I'm doing right now, I don't feel like work, which is a great thing, but I'm not yeah, used I'll to it. That's like, yeah, I'm not I, I'm not used to it. I'm in my mind. I'm I'm um automatically thinking I need to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's well, different when you have it's stagnant like that you want to keep doing stuff but you know you got to get used to the fact that a non-traditional if it ain't a nine to five it don't look like a nine to five it ain't a rent yeah exactly but you know when you a person that always you've been in nine to fives the whole time this is something you you, you're like sitting is this this feels too good to be true yeah how is that this is this is too good to be true, but I think I'm getting a um, a grip of the like basically my work schedule is basically be Wednesday to tonight or whatever, and Monday and Tuesdays will probably be my free days or whatever. So I definitely apologize, guys. I have videos actually set up to go. I just gotta like do the voiceovers and everything, and it's just that I gotta I'm getting used to being in a place with multiple people. And a child that wants attention and all this other stuff at one time where I'm staying at. But they're coming because I actually had some time to finish up some stuff too. And I um Monday and Tuesday, I'm also gonna work on this opportunity. I, I got this uh opportunity to like be a penciler, basically do the pencil uh, for this comic book. So I've been this week I've been trying to like get the actual script. The way they want it visually or whatever. And it is a challenge, but I think I have an idea of what it's going to be. And then I'm hopefully they'll accept it. And then if they accept it, I'll be the main person. I get contracted and there's like royalties involved. So, yeah. I'm trying to live the dream. Hell yeah. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, bro. And that's a, and look, and that's in a week of being here. Yeah, that's, How that's crazy. Job and a, a path into like your like your number one passion. Mm-hmm. That, you're very calm for that. I could tell it ain't hit you fully yet, but like that's no, it, bro. It's it's not gonna hit me. I'm gonna I'm gonna like it. My I'm basically a personal assistant. I'm basically a personal assistant. So I'm doing things. I'm doing regular stuff that I would probably do with like any like female friend, woman that actually need help, but I'm getting paid for. (laughs) At the same time, with an actual official position name, 
or whatever, and things are getting up. I might have to end up trading in my my truck or whatever for something else because one, um, I um, I I tried out uh, driving in the Challenger, and it's a lot better for these Atlanta streets compared to my Nissan <laughs> world. And the more I've been driving it, the more I compared it to my Nissan. I'm like, yo. I like my Nissan, but it's trash. It's not compared to it's so <laughs> it's, it's so much control I have with this challenger. Let me interject real quick and let me just mm-hmm. say from the other 90 something episodes we recorded, this is the happiest you have sounded. Yeah, big facts. So once again, my friend, my brother, congratulations and continue to walk that path, man. Don't nothing make me happier to have someone I can say that's a family member to me and I love that's actually happy with what they're doing. A choice they made with life and they lead it and walk it and they actually are happy. My nigga, I'm proud of you. You ain't proud of your goddamn self. Just the move you made and the path and the you can hear it in your voice, my nigga. If you was a female, they say you had the glow. <laughs> but you ain't no female, so my nigga keep being happy, keep shining, bro. Thank you for thank, thank you for thank you for respecting my pronouns, especially in a city where the pronouns oh, are like throwing around. Throwing around whatnot. But it's 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 hey, I can't really I can't complain. I, I get to be built Mr. Belvedere to uh beautiful women or a beautiful woman and her beautiful ass friends that I got to end up picking them up from the, from the airport or whatever from time to time. So I can't really complain. I get so my mind is trying to find something, but every time I try to find something, it gets answered with, mm, no, we're good. I mean, oh. hell yeah. Let's get it, Pat. Walk your path, my nigga. Be happy, bro. Be fucking happy, man. Nothing, nothing is better in life than true inner happiness. Fuck, fuck everybody else making you happy. You did it for yourself. Yes, yes. And not many people achieve that in a life in a lifelong of changes and shit. Not many people can achieve getting themselves to a point where they happy, bro. Facts. Yeah. It it was looking dark. It was looking dark yeah. before this. But that's when you know, like you got to you got to really know this was just not you, this everybody. When you're going through the mm. darkest, deepest times and it can't get no darker for you, you got to know you in that part of the cave with that sunlight about to break the fuck through. But you gotta keep walking to get to that goddamn sunlight. If you would have stayed stagnant and stayed in your position, you'd have been a dark cloud, man. But you kept on pushing and you walked the path and got to your bright sunlight. Indeed. I appreciate that, bro. I really do. Well, sometimes you. you need you you need somebody to tell you. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? Like you don't see it while you're doing it. Yourself and wake up, man. That shit is real. It, it really it, it's really happening, Pat. Mm-hmm. It's happening, man. That shit is gonna be crazy. Push forward, and all I can say is be safe, brother. Push forward and be safe. Indeed. And you know I'm over here if you need me. I'm right around. Oh,
Already. And I may not be that close, but goddammit, I'm still facing the end of the day. And you know he'll pull up on an all-nighter smoking seven blunts. Yeah, bro. Goddamn right. That that's the energy that got me here. <laughs> Each time I had to drive down. You already knew. Once you found it, this drive. I got tell motherfuckers all the fucking time. Once you once you in with face, you in, goddamn. Can't get no closer than y'all two motherfuckers. So shit. Now it's a phone call, phone call away. I can be fake. I I'm I, I'm not the face personality. I'm the face internet personality, but in a drop of a dime, that motherfucker could come back. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, on the update, all right. So I think I'm a little bit above eighty three percent pat. I think I moved up to like maybe eighty eight because eighty eight was a good year. So we had eighty eight percent pat. Once I get over the realization that hey, this is life, I'd be one hundred percent pat because the one thing I realized working at that job, one thing I realized working at that job or whatever, being paid to be nice to people that ain't nice, I was losing myself. I was like, I don't, I'm not this nice. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not this nice. It almost felt like it was like weakening my, like my assertiveness, like my personality. It was taking away your chi. Yeah, like it was like, it was, yeah, it was. It was like, it's using all my personal chi energy to get through the day or whatever. And I just, I haven't been, I don't know, man. I don't think I've been a hundred percent packed for the past 10 years, but I feel real close to it. <clears throat> real close. Amen. I tell you, boy, I tell you, I, I love what this brotherhood is doing. I love the steps in, into the future we're making. I love how we speak into existence. I love the manifestation. I love the bond. I love everything. The niggas got going on. And I just pray every day that it can fucking continue for each one of us and as a collective. Indeed. Well, you said a whole lot of words right there, brother. You said love and collective and brotherhood and bond. And uh I think that leads us right into our our first topic of the night, man. Uh so I was gonna do this last week, but uh we was kinda on a time crunch. Uh so figured I'd bring it up this week. Um I wanted to check in, you know, we always do these little lists or these things we'll talk about our favorite things but uh i've been listening to a lot of r&b lately and i wanted to get y'all opinions on what was y'all top three r&b r&b groups and why okay and, and right from worst to best or third okay to best, okay okay so <clears throat> I, i'll take i'll take the lead on this one i'll take the lead on this one so okay. number three i'm going with guy Number three, I'm going with G-U-Y. Teddy Riley, Aaron Hall, and his brother. I often forget his fucking name. The reason why new new the reason why New Jack Swing. Change the fucking game. And no fucking Vaders. You feel me? People just like with other forms of music and inside genres, people thought it was a fly by night shit. It won't. That New Jack Swain brought up a whole bunch of different shit afterwards. They set a tone, you feel me? And just going and doing research into their own stories. I never knew Guy had beef with New Edition to a point somebody actually lost their damn life. Never knew the beef was that deep. Never knew. 
never knew beef was that deep between Guy and New Fucking Edition. But Guy, on my top three, they're number three because of what they did, how they did it, the the strength of each member, how two of the members were able to still go on after the group disassembled and still have banging ass careers. One of the greatest producers known in R&B, Teddy Riley, who didn't even want to be a front man. He wanted to be Mr. Backstage, Mr. Background. But shit, look what look what he did, and look just from his just from his his contributions to R and B and the music game. Shit, I can't remember how many many years niggas didn't know it was R Kelly, Aaron Hall. You feel me? That's my number three group. Um, number two to me, I'm going Jodeci. Um, once again, I'm saying because they changed the fucking game, the way they came into R and B was some it won't the the classical, uh, we put the we are put together group. We look like this. We are pretty boys. No, they came with like a more of a street flow to the R and B. You feel me? They brought that that I uh, can you say that thuggish shit to R and B because of the motherfuckers with the boots and the big baggy clothes, and they didn't see classical R and B singers. They saw motherfuckers who looked like niggas in the streets, but niggas <clears> had vocals. And if you know about Josie behind the scenes, Josie. Mr. What's the producer, the, Mr. Dalvin? That nigga was slapping motherfuckers in the studio, dealing with Timberland Magoo and all the motherfuckers. So, once again, oh, change yeah. the game. But, but my number one, my number one group. Um, I don't know if y'all consider them a group or a band, but I'm going Mint Condition. Mm. Mm. Classic. Classic. About what what year you choose? What year you play them? They gonna rock. Everybody gonna sway. Everybody might not know every word for word, but goddamn it, you know a mid condition song when it come on. Yeah, that's right. That's true. The 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 production value, the chemistry of each member in that ensemble, how they all come together. You feel me? If one person's off, you gonna hear it. You feel me? If the chemistry ain't all, all everything, you gonna hear that shit. But to be consistent for as many years as they have been and still pumping out shit. That's my number one mid condition. If you love me, what? Okay, okay. And the funny part about it is we got a lot of overlap on our list. Uh, I actually got three, but I also have two honorable mentions. So I'll start with three. Uh, I definitely have Jodeci as my number three. Uh, okay. They're damn near the sound of a whole era of R&B. Yep. They broke, uh, like Faye said, they kind of broke the mold and broke the uh, boy band feel that groups had that permeated the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Uh, you damn sure don't get the popularity of Drew Hill, 112, or Jagged Edge without them. Nope. They can still legit sing live when they're not drunk at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and they have drunk, hits that were huge then, but that are still timeless today. And they also gave us some of the most quotable and memorable riffs slash ad libs from the ooh yeah to the oh yeah whatever you need you know what I'm saying oh, so yeah, that's my number three um number two is actually the group that was fighting with your with your number three uh guy uh new mm -hmm. edition um I feel like that was like a drought of both like male R and B groups <laughs> after disco. Like, I feel like Disco had kind of, like, broken things down to trios or individuals, and then 
like New Edition was kind of the, the the group that like was like, okay, it's cool to have boy bands again. It's cool to have these groups again. You know what I mean? Um, they also were one of the few groups where like each of the individuals became stars on their own. Um, they brought dancing back to groups to where it was like cool to dance as a part of the the singing. And then I feel like every boy band that came after them was kind of modeled around their formula as far as how they were set up and marketed. Um, so that was my number two. Uh, my my two honorable mentions are Boys to Men. Um, I feel like all out of every R&B group ever, they probably got the best voices pound for pound as far as like a collective of each one of them being like powerhouse singers themselves. Um, they got hits to match any group from the 80s forward. They got songs that broke hella records. Um, they kind of kept the crooning alive during the New Jack Swing and Jodice areas of the other 90s when things were getting a little more edgy. They kind of kept that doo-wop and uh, harmony going. Um, so that's one of my honorable mentions. And then my other one is uh, Faces number one, uh, Mint Condition. Like Stokely is one of the top vocalists in R&B, period. Um, and they are banned, so they're like self-contained. They don't need any like outside help or they don't really need somebody else to come in and produce for them. They can write, make the, like play all of the instruments. They can, they have some of the best tours. Like to this day, their tours outsell a lot of, your favorite artist in any genre. Um, so that's my other honorable mention. And then my number one group of all time is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, uh. They as hell, but their voices all still hold up. They got hits to match anybody. I don't care where area you from. They got enough hits. Oh. Um, almost everybody has sampled them and had their biggest hits from a sample off of them. They're self-contained again because they're a bit they're they're a band. They got the producer, writer, the full dance group. Um, and they've influenced every single R and B group that's come after them. Like every, to this day, if you do R and B, Earth Wind and Fire is one of your influences. So like their impact is just massive. And you don't get a band like a mint condition being, I guess, viable. You don't even, I don't think, get uh the the impact of a parliament funkadelic almost without an earth wind and fire kind of setting the mold and like you can have this 60 some piece <sighs> that all play a vital role and and that can be something that's like viable over time so yeah earth wind and fire is my number one some of these screws out man pat who your top three man all right, so it's like a top three. When I thought R&B, I was automatically thinking just the 90s era in R&B, pretty much. Um, we went, if I was thinking 80s or 70s, I feel like I would have been like in a wormhole of like old bands and stuff like that, pretty much. So I just narrowed it down to the 90s or whatever, because that's the main thing I remember from it. So I have... I kind of have two, three, um, like two lists. Like one, I feel like it's like if somebody was to my unbiased opinion of like music or whatever in the 90s, 
this first list is, I feel like, defined the 90s, pretty much. So, um, three, two, one. So, it's In Vogue, Jodeci, and Boyz II Men, or whatever. I just, I feel like they define 90s R&B, pretty much. And then, like, a lot of the groups basically based off of those groups, whatever. Now, as far as personal favorites, because, you know, I'm not really an R&B dude. I'm a rapidy rap ass, get Nick, or whatever. So, as far as personal favorites and being honest to myself, when it comes to R&B, my favorite groups are the ones that I ended up having sex <laughs> while the music is playing in the background, basically. So, that... um. <laughs> So, I'm going to make this, like, kind of like my honorable mentions or whatever. Um, it's uh, SWB. Um, as yet, because they got that one song where the dude is talking about mountains and rivers and sea and heaven and mo moons and shit and why they're making love to her or whatever and whatnot. And I knew it was a period of time when I was actually getting a bit more active. Huh? <laughs> he was seeing some mountains and moons. No, they just kept playing that shit in the background. So I ended up, I always ended up having, it was like a period where I'll always, if I always end up having, like, get some or some sex or something, that, that song will end up in the background for the some reason. I'll pay huh? it. I'll pay <laughs> too. I don't know about this. not that one. Soon as I come home from work, that I don't remember that shit. But <laughs> that was one. And um, uh, my other honorable mentions is like seven hundred two total Black Street and SWV. You know who? Definitely I SWV. I'm surprised nobody said Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Actually, I was expecting face to go there for some reason. Raphael Sadiq. Yeah. yeah. I could have put that. I could put that yeah, on the list. I wouldn't want to put them in my top three. They're in the top ten or my top five. But they not better than nobody I named to me. You feel me? It never rains in Southern Cal. That was my one of my top songs. And they so mm -hmm. top R&B songs. That's going to be one of my, my top. But for my group as an overall collective, I can't see it. Well, what about Miller Vanilli? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you won't fab in them, man. Is that even R&B? I think that's more like pop. Don't forget our number. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely pop. We gonna look like Miller Vanilli soon. All three of us gonna have locked. As long as I don't look like Terrence Trent Darby. Terrence Trent Darby. I know that name. I know this. What does he say? He's like a one hit. Oh, man. man. Wishing well. Wishing well. Wishing. Oh, what is this shit? Well. Yeah. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Well, people out there, only squatters, especially my new subs, uh, y'all let us know who y'all got as y'all top three. Let, let us know who y'all got. Uh, 
I think we got some solid top threes there. And I like the way Pat even broke his down to like categories of top threes. Uh, so however you want to break it down, let us know in the comments below on whatever platform you're listening or watching on. And uh, let us know what y'all got. Uh, excuse me. You are very excused, my brother. I don't know what that was, but uh, whatever <laughs> it came out of, I hope it came out smooth. Oh, yeah, it came out the top of here, not the bottom. <laughs> hey man, I'm still, I'm still sick, bro. Oh man, y'all, y'all crazy. Oh, top and bottom of that bitch. Boy, 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 that, I'm the I'm Paul. I don't know how to say. Yeah. Damn, showed the top of the for this weekend, boy. It was coming out air well. Um, hey man, this all this ain't with no topic, no conversation. I just want to put it out there, man. From from my job to the public's ears, please, younger generation, take a break off social media. It's a lot of new <clears throat> mental shit and new disorders just being made off social media. Please, mm -hmm. please, you don't have to make a post. It ain't a necessity. It ain't a need. It's a real bad want that you can't shake because you just got to put something up there. They begin addicted. If it's that important, write it down. Write a piece of paper. Read it. If you still feel the same way, go ahead and post it. But I guarantee mm -hmm. you, once you write on a piece of paper and read it, you ain't going to have that same ugh, to type it out. Most posts are made in haste. If you, you do the shit, it's done. Please respect yourselves. And as the hot boy said, please respect your mind. Them devices, the social media, it seems like reality, but it's only reality in the social media world. That's Filters true. are made for a reason. Stop that shit. Uh -huh. Now the reality is Please. killing folks. Like literally, PNB Rock, dead because of social media. Your, your real reality is much more enjoyable, much more memorable, much, 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 much more fulfilling in your social media one. It's people out there that hate to fucking read that's reading all day on social media because they reading another motherfucker post. Or you could be reading something to enhance yourself. Please. Please. Love yourself more than you love your devices and social media. Man, look at, uh, we can flip what DJ Vlad said the other day. Think of your top 10 moments in your life. How many of them involved you having a post? Like, I can guarantee you in them top 10 moments, in the actual moment, you won't think about, oh, this would be a great, nothing like you was just experiencing, like, oh, this is fun. This is. I have fun. never posted any of my top moments. I always forget to, because I'm living the moment. The moment is the only, exactly. the only people that know about my top moments are the closest people because my top moments mean that much to me that I only want them to know. 
because they mean that much to me. Don't nobody on social media world care that much about all the followers. I guarantee it. If we really see what the purpose of social media is nowadays, it ain't to be social. It's to be promotional. Yeah, it's all selling stuff. Mm -hmm. Please, man. Commercials don't hardly come. New commercials ain't coming on TV. New commercials is every day on social media. Yep. Come on. Care about yourself, people. I just had to take a sad step. My bad, my apologies, audience, my apologies, partners, my apologies, pod squad. But shit. Which some you? of this shit shouldn't have to be in the DSM vote based on social media. Cause at the end of the day, if an EMP was to go off and all devices was null and void, I guarantee a large population of motherfuckers would be doing some stupid shit to themselves. Cause they can't get to social media. Do you see a lot of? Let's not have that. At your job, do you see a lot of people that's messed up from like social media disorders, or like disorders that like stem from recently? Recently, yeah, recently, yeah. Um, especially with the younger groups, the younger generations coming in, and I only deal with adults. So, the youngest I'll deal with is eighteen. The oldest I'll deal with is however old you can get. Um, but. I see more social media related shit and just by the conversations I hear, I just had to post it. I, I needed to let them know. No, you didn't. Because when I act, I, I'm, I, I'm not in that other type of role where my questions will lead to a diagnosis or nothing like that. But my role is like, I have the different type of conversations with a real feminine. I, I, I come sit in your room and I'm going to have a conversation with you just like a regular person. So how you talk to me ain't gonna be how you talk to that that next level up. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So you'll give me a total different answer, a, a, a more real day to day answer. You don't have to do nothing in life, but stay yourself and perish. That's the only things when you're born you have to do. True. The only reason I have a cell phone is because I have a family. <laughs> Those of you who know me. And know me well and knew me around 2006. No, I refused to have a cell phone for three or four years. And my two brothers made me get one. Couldn't nobody get in contact with me. But I was always raised if a motherfucker call you, if it's important, they'll keep calling till they get you. So that's how I carried. I could give a fuck about social media. And social media was out then because Facebook had already came out at this point. Yep. MySpace. I have social media now only be only because I'm involved in the business. You know what social media was fun though? Black Planet. Mm-hmm. You had to learn all the look. Like that shit was teaching niggas coding and shit. We was learning HTML codes and shit to make your page sparkle and have lightning and play music when it turned on and all kinds you of shit. It's still the backgrounds and shit, some more shit. Yeah, man. Like that shit used to be mm -hmm. fun. Like I remember I used to spend hours on that shit, not even talking about it, just trying to customize my page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was a very, I don't know. Like playing technology character on people moving backwards, man. Sorry, people moving backwards. Fucking um, video games when you mess with my face. 
Mm. Mm. Toxic uh, thing there, man. It uh, leads to a lot of. I mean, I guess it was made for good, but it leads to a lot of fuckery. And uh, yeah. Have y'all noticed that anything made for good, once it gets in the hands of a whole bunch of people, it le- always leads to bad. Always. But if it, but it only stayed in the hands of a few, it would still be good. You know what it is? It ain't, it ain't it ain't the masses. It's select folks learning how to use their evil intentions on that thing. So like mm-hmm. the mass of people ain't out here using computers for no crazy shit. But the people that are, even though they are a small population, because of the way stuff works now and because of the interconnectivity of everything, it's like now small amounts of people can have these mass impacts. So, like, if you think about how many people really it was that started them little Russia rumors, it won't that many people. But then, like, they preying on the masses. So now they can impact, whereas it used to be that little fringe group might impact the 30 people in their village over in Siberia somewhere. Now they impacting millions of people. You feel me? So it's mm-hmm. like, I think, I think it's the, if we could go back just a step to where we got like some of the amenities we have now, but it's not so interconnected. I think that helps. I think it's the fact that everything is so interconnected some one yeah. person fuck up like thousands of people's lives, whereas it used to be that one person had a smaller impact if they was a fucked up person. Yeah, it's like it's like it makes evil mass producible. Damn. Yeah, that that's that's part about it. Yeah, it, we just have somebody with the the wrong stuff in general. Like you could probably pick any type of like skill or anything like that, and somebody could flip it in a way where it's detrimental to someone. Hell yeah! But, yeah. Like look at medicine. You got medicine that is great, and then you got that same technology and that same like everything that also makes bio warfare and chemical warfare. The same thing that power. Yeah. Millions of homes is the same thing that makes the atomic bomb. So it's like mm-hmm. it just depends on whose hands is in and how connected or how how much that technology or that thing is going to be able to affect more than that small group. Like the knife, sure. the knife was something you know to help hunters to help people defend themselves against animals. But then people kill people with it. But it used to be, you know, one nigga with one knife couldn't kill with so many people. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's no big deal. But when you got niggas with choppers and that one nigga True. in and clip up and can kill hundreds, now it's gonna make a big impact. And now it's like it feels like every time we have some new the masses fuck it up, but if you look at it, it's the masses that's the victim most of the time. Mm-hmm. This world just need to have a place for fucked up people to go and just fuck with each other. Just leave us the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Fuck really, Rihanna. 
Yeah, I don't care if the fucked up people is in the world. Like, I just don't want them affecting us. Around me. Let me go by my day. That's all I'm asking. Pretty please. Yeah, do that that shit somewhere else. Yeah, keep that real over there. I need some good in my life. You feel me? That's the reason why I don't go out places now, because there's too many assholes out there. Makes the world stink. Mm-hmm. Makes the world smell like a sewage plant. Mm-hmm. Make no damn sense. At the end of the day, we should all be able to coexist cohesively. Right. You feel me? Like, they sit back. Like, with my shit now, I got a lot of time to just sit back and, and, and wonder about some other level shit. You remember, like, motherfuckers battle on race and color and all this other shit, but those are all human constructs. Like, we, we battle on shit we created. Like, the shit that we didn't have no need, no 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 bounds on, motherfuckers agree on. Mm-hmm. Same agreements. I mean, I had that same agreements. Like, you let man-made groups separate and cause other bullshit. It's motherfuckers at war. Because two motherfuckers did disagree. Millions of motherfuckers died that have nothing to do with this shit. There's a lot of shit that go on that a motherfucker actually spoke up. Shit wouldn't go on that way. You feel me? Like, it's just, shit should be different. Shit should be different, man. But if it was different, it wouldn't be the same. So that's why everybody continues to rock with what, what we got. <laughs> Hey, shit funny as a bitch. Comfort, man. I think comfort is the key word to human civilization. Like, like, like. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be comfortable. Now, by comfort, people don't care if it comes at the discomfort of others. Mm-hmm. So I'll build a really big ass house, even if that means that because of that. That's three less plots that could have housed three other families. So now we got more homeless people. Like, it's a whole lot of little shit that it go back to comfort. I I got this amount of money, but this amount of money will make me more comfortable and make my family more comfortable. So I'm going to steal what you got to make sure I have more. Yep. It's like people have lifestyles. I, I'm willing to cling to these whatever or this thing, or these, whatever, even if it's hurting the masses. Like, when we think about warfare, when we think about weapons, when we think about uh, even certain, like, chemicals, like, why do we need them at this point? Like, how are Mm -hmm. they? They're not, but they make people feel comfortable. Or people are, they're part of somebody's lifestyle, or there's part of the nationalism of that country. Like, Russia's almost made uh, it their national pride to have, like, warfare going. Yeah. It was, like, ingrained in them that that's what what they do. So it's hard to get them to say, you know, all right, why don't y'all just chill? Well, no, we just, this is what we do. We, we, you know what I'm saying? We're warlike like, people and whatnot. So it's like, it's it's a lot of psychology to that shit, but but it boils down to like people just want to be more comfortable than others, 
Or just that comfortable is. in general, and they not worried about how their comfort is going to make somebody else discomfortable. Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. my comfort. Like, it'd be great if everybody thought, like, let let us get comfortable. How can yeah. we all be the most comfortable we can be? All together. We all going to be here. I'm going to be here. You're going to be here. So how do we coexist? Like, if people treated the world like they do with roommates, you feel me? Like with a roommate, it ain't but so much you're going to do usually because like, I'm going to be here. You're going to be here. So if some shit go down, tomorrow we're going to still be here. Uh-huh. Damn, that's weird. So let's go ahead, set some ground rules. We figure out how we can both coexist in here. Now, I may not All be together. as comfortable as I would like to be, and you may not be as comfortable as you would like to be. But we are both at a comfortable enough level where we can be comfortable. And that's Uh how we got to treat the world. But people won't want to do that because, damn it, I want my cereal and the cereal that you bought. Fuck that. Exactly. I want to take it all. Agreed. I don't don't want the girls that I get. I want the girl that you get. Or I want the car that you drive. Or I want the lifestyle if you live. You know what I'm saying? The motherfucker, they can't have it. I like keep up with the Joneses. Keep up with the faces if you want to, goddammit. Keep up with the faces. The faces. Mm-hmm. Well, why are we keeping up with that? Have you been keeping up with the good and fuckery this week? Well, since you brought it up, what is this? What episode is this? Episode 96. Good and fuckery. Good and fuckery. Don DeMarco, DeMarco. <laughs> Still trying to figure out where, where the fuck is that guy at. Anyway, but um, yeah, episode 96, Good and Fuckery. Um, got a little bit of good, got a little bit of fuckery, or whatever. Um, fuck, I'm just started off with the main thing that I want to talk about anyway. Deadpool 3. Wolverine is back. Hugh Jackman is playing Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Like an actual role or like a cameo like he did? We just popped it. Actual role. Ooh. Ryan Reynolds dropped this. Um, is anything you know how- canon to the actual MCU before I go into first? See how excited I should get. Because of the nature of Deadpool, yes. But what I think is going to happen on this. I really don't think this is going to have anything tied to the MCU. I think this is just going to be the last hurrah. And the last hurrah can't be any bigger than Deadpool versus Wolverine. And, you know, that's going to be And I'm, I'm, look, 
the plot can be just as simple as fuck. It can be just as simple as any Deadpool versus Wolverine comic. I just want them to have a reason. Wolverine dead. This is before that. So I'm thinking this is going to be in the period between Wolverine 2 and Logan or whatever. Whatnot. Maybe, maybe the last X-Men movie and then Logan or something like that in between that time. But um, yeah, it's it's gonna be in between that time. They still gonna keep it the way they had it in Logan or whatever. But this is in between that time, and I just hope it's like the comic book. They find they they see each other. They find some reason to fight because they're pissed off. It's gonna be a gloriously violent fight or whatever, and then they find a reason why that their fighting is not a good reason, and they go team up to fight whoever the fuck they need to fight. And I hope they actually bring out the person that they actually bring up is Mr. Sinister. Huh? Somebody gonna get the chopper chopper they pee pee. Huh. All over. Yeah, knowing Deadpool. Generation. I hope they have Mr. Sinister as a villain. I think that would be a good villain. I like I hope he said I'm down for a live action sinister. Mm-hmm. How they... like, it don't it don't gotta be exactly comic book accurate. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But as long as it's accurate to the continuity. Man, I'll just take it either way. Like just get to me. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm cool with them switching up some things from the comics because they've done that with almost everything. So yeah, I just treat it like it's another alternate universe, pretty much, and call it a day. Yep. But speaking of hack and slash, mm-hmm. um, when is this coming out? Uh, next year, uh, November, mm-hmm. November two thousand twenty-three. I think it's November six or November twenty-four, if I'm not mistaken. Give it once. Give me one second, because I can tell you one second. Yeah, the 6th is November. Not November, it's uh, September the 6th, the tw- um, 2024. Okay. So, I'm down. Whatever. But, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a good hack and slash movie, or whatever. And Got two of the best Mm-hmm. And um speaking of hack and slash, might as well bring it up. Blade, the Blade movie. Uh evidently, um Mahershala. Uh-huh. I think I said his name mm-hmm. right that time. Oh yeah. shit. Um told you 88%. Um Mahershala, he don't like the uh script. They need to hack he says they need to hack and slash that script. I, and I think this was probably wrong with the script. It's probably what's been going on with Phase 4 anyway. It's probably a lot. It, it's probably not a serious script. Because they said it's like only two lackluster action scenes in it. And Marshall was like, nah, I'm not. Have you seen my movies? Nigga, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not Deadpool. Let me be Blade. Uh, he's like, for whatever. Real, yeah, he is. Yes, if y'all seen him in that role, gotta give him um, something. They gave, uh, what's my man? Like the Black Panther. 
Mm-hmm. Gotta give him something strong. I mean, he got to be an activist or something, or a drug dealer. Cause he played a drug dealer. Wasn't he gay in Moonlight? Yeah, he was. So mad that I ended up watching that movie because somebody thought it would be funny for me you to watch too? the damn movie. So mad. You too. I've too yeah. seen that movie and don't attend on it. I heard don't do Like, I'm good. Just no. don't. Uh, I, this is my thing, man. I'm I'm gonna say this here. Uh, I ain't got nothing against gay portrayals in film. I can't sit through no kissing and sex scenes, though. It bothers me to watch it. Not yeah. I know y'all seen the commercial for that new motherfucking movie, bro. I don't want to see it myself. I don't care that they do it. But it, yeah, I wish to see. I'm not a public display of affection, nigga. Anyway, <laughs> but what were you saying, face? It's a movie coming out called Bros, Gold. and it's about homosexual uh, a group of homosexual dudes and their escapades. And once again, I'll say like my brother said, I ain't got nothing against no damn body. Do what you do, you do what you do. I give two fuck less because you doing what you do. I'm minding my business, you man, you. But to me, it's like they trying to oversaturate media with like, it's like an agenda. I, I'm not saying it is, but it, quite recently, it's like oversaturated in media with like, the the alphabet mafias shit the um how to say I don't think the, the alphabet mafia as you call it I think it's these marketers are, yeah that's are what I was like a rise in the alphabet groups like I guess I don't know how to like not announcing themselves but like coming out or I guess or like being more visible in the public eye. So they're trying to like almost like exploit and capitalize. Capitalize it off it. It's right. No, that's it's like almost like a fad. Like once it becomes normal, they'll be on to whatever the next thing is trying to market to those people. I think what we're seeing is like because more gay and lesbian people are speaking out in other sectors, the movies are like, Oh, well, we gotta have one too, because we need to market to them because if not, we're missing out on this money. I think it's more of a greed thing. I think it's I think it's more of a greed thing, but I also think it's on the on the factor of controversy sales and speculation. Cause it might not just be that they want to bring in that market. It might be the simple fact that you have like a weird scene or whatever, um, in a movie and then somebody on social media blows it up, pause, oh oh or whatever. <laughs> and oh man and then and then they know that that's what's going to happen or whatever that the whole speculation of it is going to attract people to want to see it to see if that's true or if it see if it's as bad as what people say it is or whatever and i think that's kind of it's kind of riding that train which is something they do all the time in every industry entertainment wise 
pretty much. But they, uh, it's like that. That the alphabet stuff is like the golden ticket, almost. Like I'm sure that I'm gonna get this amount of ratings if I have this type of stuff in it. I think it got a lot to do with it. Cause I, mm. one thing I do know about like the people who run the media companies, I don't care what it is, they're not gonna play it if they don't think it's gonna make them money. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a rise in this. I feel like it's the same thing as like in the nineties and. <laughs> Where you saw like in the seventies, even where you saw like a rise in the black power and the black is beautiful and black people were like coming in their own after civil rights. You saw a whole mm-hmm. lot start trying to switch to that demographic all of a sudden. Then yep. in the late nineties, you saw a shift of them going back to more Caucasian things because you saw black people becoming more affluent. Black people was going to college. Black people were starting to matriculate into like that. Caucasian society, so it was like no need. Now you start seeing all of the mixed kids and the kids with the curly hair and the light skinned kids popping up and the smart guys and the Maoris and all this shit. You feel me? Because now we got to hit that demographic that's now becoming like prevalent. Then you saw like the early mid two thousand. You saw them start trying to like cater. It was a whole bunch of Latin shows and Latin explosion and uh-huh. and Ricky Martin was there with like because it was like the influx of the Latinos and that population. Oh, that's that's she bang, she bang. Right, they're going to no, my god. So you know what I'm saying, and then and now you see like where Asia and Asian countries are becoming more prevalent throughout the world. So now you're seeing more Asian influence. You're seeing more Asian shows. You're seeing more Asian music acts. Like I think is they cater to whatever is the popping thing. And right now. The LGBTQIA plus 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 community is like they're the popping thing. Like they know for a fact if I do this, they're gonna get, I'm gonna get clicks. If I do this, somebody's gonna talk about it in the in the media. Like it's gonna be yeah. It was just the buzzword of the of right now. Like in five ten years when everybody is don't care about nobody being nothing, it's gonna be the next thing. Well. Oh well, you know you got orange hair, so you're whatever. You know what I mean? I think it's just they cater to it. They they like uh, bandwagoners. They follow whatever's the the, the it thing of today. Nope. And the bad product is we have to get programming based around that it thing, so it stays the it thing because we're pushing it, and it becomes like a self fulfilling loop. A bullshit and fuckery. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But, well, might as well get back into this. I, I think this is a good way to get into this next subject. Um, the speculation and stuff and people wanting attention and things like that. Uh, here's a weird one for you. In St. Louis, there's a 51-year-old Joker impersonator. He was just, and he was just sentenced to sixty days in jail for live streaming death threats, like he was the Joker in Dark Knight. Return. Hey, how? Fifty-one. Jeremy Garnier spent six months in jail. 
the live street threats. Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Huh? Listen to me. Jeremy. You too old for that shit, bro. Get your shit together, Jeremy. What the hell are you doing, man? Yes. Look at you. Look at you. You look a hot damn mess, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I like the joke. You just look stupid. They ain't have enough makeup. Pause. Jeremy, you need to sit down for 60 days and think about what, where your life has come to. The fact that you're like he... something's wrong with you, Jeremy. I want you to know that from the partners to you. You you dumb as hell for that. You old, you too old keep, for that shit, man. Keep the midlife crisis to yourself. You ain't got nothing better to do with your time at 51 than sit mm-hmm. makeup on on live stream. I podcast as my second hustle. I I I make content and videos. I don't have time to sit around on the live stream all day, much less with some damn makeup on. And I'm and I'm much younger than 51, but damn man, come on man. What you doing man? Ain't nobody got time for that damn shit. That's why the young people don't take over us, is it, man? Because we got you. Or shit like this. They got to go fishing or get you a damn own. hobby. Sit your old ass on a porch and whittle something. Yes. You ain't even that damn old. Yeah, shit. You deserve it. Technically, you with that threat, you, you, you probably deserve more. You goofy look yourself. But well, he's in the he'll be in the place where he can possibly get more. Come on, walk around and pull up that IP address and pull up on his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pull ass whoop. Then it's gonna be on the hate crime on elderly. Oh, they're attacking old folk. No, Jeremy out here being stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't blame the young folk. Ain't a hate crime. That Jeremy stupid. He just stupid. Mm-hmm. Old oh, for that shit, Jeremy. Look at that. Way too old. Way too old. Hey, you, somebody else we can put on a list of way too old to be doing stuff for attention. Man. Who's I I think her you know. 15 minutes of fame is basically based off her wanting some attention. Um Huh? You cash me outside, girl. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but no, but close, close, close. Um, you know, in the past couple of years, uh, well, you know, blackness in general is very trendy, and it, especially with this day and age of people being, you know, trans this, trans that. This person decided to be transracial and got got herself. Oh, is all girl. Yeah, she cultural appropriated to the point that she got to the highest of black activity and uh, being a NAACP uh, rep. Um, she's, she was in the news earlier last week. Um, Dolezal, there was a leak, a photo leak. It turns out Rachel Dolezal started her OnlyFans to honor Riata's Fenty line. Mm. And I asked you, 
I want to see that old watch. Though. I don't mean no harm. I mean no disrespect. There's a lot of look, ma'am. People got porn hub for free. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to see ass out here with makeup all on your butt and tanning, tanning lotion running down your leg. Now we can see the the the, the real color of you, ma'am. Get your old ass out. What's up with you, man? Yo, what? These folk ain't got nothing. To, are they retired? They ain't got nothing to do. There's a lot of shit around here in this world that need to be done. They ain't got a job. I can find them something to do. One of the damn makeup sitting around in some goddamn Fenty. Your old ass ain't nothing Fenty make for you. Nothing. Not a damn. Uh, for the people that want to find out, um, it's $9.99 a month. Perfume and sit your old ass down, dollars off. She What's charging them old ass. It's, it's, she's charging her only fans for $9.99 a month. $9.99. How much money? Probably can find something better for something cheaper. How much money? <laughs> I don't know. They, they put that up there. But well, Insta thoughts be selling that shit for like four ninety nine a month, so she gonna have to lower her price. She got a lot of competition because that's the that's the hottest, trendiest damn job in the uh, nineteen to thirty year old market right now is OnlyFans. All oh, air, air, uh-huh. air, motherfucker that you see on a on a YouTube video or a clip somewhere that's in that age. And I and my OnlyFans link in the bio, link in the bio, uh-huh. link in the bio. Think of the Mayo. It's, it's, it replaced the booking info. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But, um, get your old ass. Yeah. Out. We don't want to see your fake race, your fake body, your fake. We don't want to see none of that. Your old ass. Sit your old ass down and go be a mother to your kids and go figure out your life. Where her daddy at? Shit, he still alive. Might need to call him. The, the white one? Yeah. Somebody need to do something. <laughs> white he talked about it. You trying to still be cool to honor Rihanna. Rihanna is a billionaire. She don't need you to honor shit. She good. She Fenty is doing fine. She's not. She got to pay for that Fenty. Her some kind of way. Pushing Fenty like fentanyl. Shit is all legitimate, nigga. Sometimes I gotta ask if they're talking about fentanyl or Rihanna stuff because they use the same term. Oh shit! Man, Rihanna's doing just fine without you, Rach. We good. We good, Mama. You sit your old ass. Mm-hmm. We, we're we're fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody told you to ch- over overcharge for some. See this um, one. Because then, like you. you it's like they don't know what to do no more. They don't know how to just be regular because they ain't really get, you know, they don't be hitting the big, big, big. So they yeah, they ain't get the full respect. Life. But then when that mm-hmm. came over, like, they still kind of famous. So people be seeing them like, well, why are you here? And then they yeah. end up shit like this trying to get back relevant. Like, man, you don't sit, get the fuck out of here. We canceled you already. We canceled you. What's cancel culture? People won't even say that shit yet. We we had already got we got rid of you, ma'am. We good. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We back. We straight. We not paying nine ninety nine, two ninety nine, no ninety nine. I got ninety nine problems, and you are one of them. Good day, man. Mm-hmm. South Carolina with you. Take the Joker with you. Take the Joker with you, and the script to Blade, also. Yeah, and take take that, take that, take that. Puff Daddy. But yeah, that's all the fuckery for the week. Well, all right. Well, all right. Well, this has been one of them uh, abbreviated ones out here, my people. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's all we got for this week. Oh, yes, indeed. Anybody got a black business? Well, um, I'm going to probably be on the way there anyway. Um, yeah, um, yeah. If y'all like strippers and stripper there, there's a stripper thon at uh, the lounge that I'm working at. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, it's tonight. It's two fifty five Trinity Ave in uh, Middle of Atlanta. Yeah, uh, and go there on a night when they ain't even stripping. Just go. Uh, yeah. Support. Go support. Go support Black Business. Go support Pat and Lily. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, that's our Black Business for the week. What's the name of the lounge? Cali Cali Nights. Cali Nights. Make sure y'all go have y'all Cali Nights. But uh, you know, during the Cali days, spend your time with us. Listen to our shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. Can us in many different ways. You can the easiest way and the free way is to like, comment, share, subscribe. You know all of those buttons that you see below the video or below the podcast. Click them shit. Um, and then uh, if you want to give us some money. You know, you can always go to dollar sign partner tears one, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash the partner. Mm-hmm. You can donate for as little as a dollar, or you can sign up for a monthly membership for $4.99 to get you exclusive perks. You can also sign up to be a monthly supporter on Spotify for $4.99. Just <clears> click that supporter button. And then, uh, yeah. And if you want to give us money, but you want something back for it, Face, how can they do that? Go to the stuff. Go to the damn stuff. Get Go to the damn stuff. The store name is rtrayclothing.com. Trayclothing.com. I'll even spell it for you. A-R-T-R-E. Clothing.com. No, I'm not spelling clothing for you. You should have that. See, that's an R-Tray clothing shirt right there. R-Tray. A-R-T-R-E. Clothing.com. The shoes match, nigga. God. Damn right. I fucked with this shit. Shit. Damn right. See, people, what you can do? Get you some Archway clothing. Coordinate with the shoe game. And as always, man, remember, that's the only place you can get your official partners merch as well. So you can't get it nowhere else. So make sure you carry your ass to the store. That's ArtreyClothing.com. And after you finish going to the store, you want to send us some pictures of you and your Archway clothing. Or you just want to holler at us, shoot the breeze, talk about upcoming topics that you want us to cover, or talk about some topics that we've covered in the past, but on a more in-depth level. Pat, how they can talk to us? At T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That's at sign T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. And that is the Twitter. That's the TikTok. That's the Instagram. That's the Twitch. And on Face, where it is Face Pat, our department. And go to YouTube and subscribe. We only two people away. That's youtube.com slash T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. Two subscribers away. Almost at our first thousand. 
and it would be beautiful to hit it right before our uh two year anniversary. Since though our milestone was a thousand subs, uh, thank y'all for helping us get this far. Uh, continue to support the content, continue to share it with others, continue to hit that like button. I know it's a small thing for you, but it really does help us get into the algorithm more. And YouTube is finally not shadow banning us, so. While they're allowing our videos to get traction and to get seen, please help us to get it seen by more people. Um, but yeah, man, that's been the show for this week, man. As always, I've been one third of the partners. Thank y'all for bearing with me and my illness and however I sound. Uh, but yeah, I've been one third of the partners, your boy Tiz, and I've been along with. It's the other third of the partners. It's the Pat of all trades, the Padawan here, and I'm along with. Yeah, no, it's facing the place, man. We done finished the race. We finished with y'all. Appreciate y'all coming to join us. Continue to come back. Yeah, man. Bring your ass back next week again. Follow our conversation. Peace out, motherfucker. Have a great week, y'all. Peace. About to, throw, about to throw money at bitches. All right, yeah. <laughs>